Hallelujah. God is a good God. This morning, I want all of us to turn to the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2. And we're going to, you know, start with verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says this, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Everybody said fellowship. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. So, this morning's message, I want to talk to you about fellowship. Come on, everybody say fellowship. fellowship. You know, the word fellowship has been so watered down in our modern society. Yeah, and, and yesterday, uh, uh, the other day, I was just talking to, 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 to a CG, to a connect group, and I said that this Sunday, I'm going to talk about fellowship. And one person straight away, oh, pastor, you're going to talk about fellowship, is it? So I was thinking, you know, and, and we, we have taken this whole entire word fellowship to, to a point where it, it doesn't really bring any, you know, the, the importance of, of, of what the Bible really talk about when it comes to fellowship. And to many of us, we often think that fellowship is a catch-up time over a meal or over a coffee. And sometimes we say, you know, hey, come on, let's, let's fellowship together. And, then, you know, and, and it's almost like just a meeting up. But the original meaning of fellowship in the Bible is not about food or hanging out. It's not just about, hey, come, join me for coffee. Hey, come on, join me for, for a meal. And then we fellowship. It's not supposed to be like that. And I tell you this, friends, the church, the local church, should never be like a cinema where people line up to go in and search for their seats, watch a performance, and then line up to exit. Because that's not what fellowship is all about. It is not like a cinema. Harvest Generation is not a cinema. It's not just about a group of friends coming to attend church. That's not what, that's not what fellowship is all about. And we are not supposed to have a performance index. Church ought to be what the Bible described, the biblical fellowship. What makes a great church is fellowship. You hear me say this word a lot of times. And fellowship is not just mere friendship. The Greek word for fellowship is this word called koinonia, which means common or shared. Common or shared. So there, is, there are both cohesiveness and also adhesiveness. What it, sim it simply means is there is that consistent joining together. Yep. So it is not just people just coming together. But there's a bond. Amen? That, 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 that sticks together and, and it's not just I'm sticking to you and then that's it. There is a purpose. And if we were to truly understand what the biblical fellowship is all about, it brings the level of unity to a different level. Yeah? And, and we have to, as, as believers in Christ, we must be able to see this. We don't come to church because just mere friendship. There's more than that. And then the word koinonia, in the Bible, is also sometimes translated as participation. So it is active. It is never passive. Ephesians chapter 4, 
verse 16 says is, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. So, in other words, we don't come to make up the numbers. We don't come, alright, we don't be part of the church to increase the attendance. Every part must come together and every part have to do, do its work. So we are joined together because of Christ. Amen? Christ is the head and we are His body. So in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 says, For you, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. So therefore, we must see fellowship. Okay, the Bible clearly makes it very, you know, uh, very explicit here. That fellowship, we, you know, we must see it from the perspective of the body. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21, follow through, alright? Verse 21, it says this, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. So we are joined together to function. Effectiveness is not about one part functions better than the other. Every function is not for itself. Every function, every part does not just function for itself. Because the eye doesn't just function because it wants to see. The eye functions so that it gives the whole body coordination. The hand does not move just for the sake of moving. But the hand moves to fulfill a purpose that will benefit the other parts of the body. Are we clear with that? So this is amazing truth that we need to understand. Okay, let's, let's do you know, something here, right? Everyone, just close your eyes. Close your eyes. I say a word, you just imagine it, okay? Apple. Orange. Durian. Ooh. Okay, open your eyes. How many of you, you can picture it? When I say apple, your mind thinks of apple. You can literally see it even without your eyes being open. So, you know what happens? Because the ear is functioning. And the ear does not function just to want to listen. The ear functions to help the other part, the brain to imagine. You get what I mean? So, if we see fellowship as, as the body of Christ, I tell you what, friends, it will just change the whole landscape of what we are doing. Because we don't function for ourselves. We function for each other. I'm going to say this again. Every function is not for itself. Every part functions for others and never for self. If we miss this point, there is no further need to go on anymore. Because it doesn't make sense. The hand is, is, is strong for itself. 
or the lake is strong for itself. But because the lake is strong, it brings the whole entire body to some place else. It, it, it creates movement. Friends, let me say this. Why people in church get tired, gets tired? Because either they, they you know, either one doesn't know how to depend on another. Because, oh, I, everything, I, I just, I'm just going to do it. And, and it's almost like you feel that, you know, I, I just need to perform. I, I just need to, you know, be, be the best for myself. You will get tired. Because you don't see yourself as part of the fellowship, part of the body. Or just what, or, you know, if people get tired, it's because one part just doesn't want to function. So that's also the other issue. But every part, I mean, if you want to be part of this church, you want to be part of God's church, friends, we need to understand what fellowship is all about, what every part is joined together, every part functions, amen, to make the body work. You know, this, uh, I think a few weeks ago, I started on discipleship, and I say this, every Christian is a disciple. Then I talk about stewardship, right? Every Christian is a steward. And today, I want to tell you this. Every Christian is a minister. Fellowship is not just, come on, let's create a, a nice, you know, uh, environment for friendship to grow. And hopefully through that friendship, you know, with the opposite sex, you'll find your life partner. It's not that. But fellowship has a lot to do with God's purpose. Amen? I said earlier on, fellowship is more than mere friendship. So where do we begin? When we talk about fellowship, to have a strong fellowship in church, firstly, we need to recognize each other. No one in this church should ever ask the question, does anyone recognize me? I don't care how big this church is going to grow to, I pray that no one is going to be left out. That everybody ought to know everybody. Yes, it requires effort. In fact, the Bible says this, greet each other. The Bible even went one step further in 2 Corinthians 7, 13, verse 12. Greet each other with a holy kiss. Ooh. Friends, I'm not talking about smooching here, okay? I know some of you guys would love to do that, but no, it's not. When the Bible says, greet each other with a holy kiss, It says, it speaks of closeness. It's not the act that is important, but there's this closeness. You know, when you can come to a place where there's a holy kiss, there's no barrier. You understand what I'm saying? Of course, in, in, in our time right now, okay, with the COVID-19 situation, make sure there is that, that distance, okay? Everybody say closeness. But being close doesn't mean being close up. The closer we get doesn't mean building higher walls. In fact, we should be expanding borders. The closer we get, we ought to expand borders. If you read through the Bible, in the, in the early days of the church, in the book of Acts, we don't see fellowship in the church resulted in exclusiveness. 
The Bible tells us new believers. New believers were added to the church every day. So this is where it's important that we don't build... We always say this, you know, church is not within the four walls. And even within church, that even there are people who are closer to us and stuff, we should not be building walls around us. In fact, we should be expanding our borders. And I want to say this, all right? And the, the thing is this, that the closer we get doesn't mean that, you know, we, we, are, we become less afraid to, to confront each other when there are matters arising. You get what I mean? A lot of times when the closer you get, you know, what if I, 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 we lose a friendship? I tell you what, then that fellowship is not there at the first place. Especially in relationship. If we get together, oh, you know, uh, we, uh, after we confront, we break up. I tell you what, it doesn't work. If you think of it that way. That means there's no cohesiveness, there's no adhesiveness. So this is a reminder for all our leaders. It doesn't mean that the longer time that we, we get to know each other, you know, the, the lesser that we, we need to, you know, uh, we have to watch each other's feelings. I tell you, the church cannot move forward. The fellowship cannot grow. You understand what I'm saying? When true fellowship is lacking, purpose is missing. There is no purpose without true fellowship. Okay, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And we're going to read all the way to verse 47, alright? Let's turn, turn to that. The book of Acts tells us what true fellowship is all about. You guys there? Okay, it's up here, right? So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to, the number, to their number daily those who were being saved. Here are the four key fundamentals of church. Apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayer. Alright? So I want to talk to us about fellowship. What true Christian fellowship is about? Okay, we say that, you know, early on, it, you know, it starts with us being able to recognize each other. So don't, don't let anyone in this church go unnoticed. Don't only notice those that are multi-talented. Everybody is important. It's not the talented that are, that, that are important in church. Everyone is important. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor you are important. Yeah. So make sure we know each other. All right? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, you know, this morning we, we, we have uh, uh, Andrea back from, from, from UK. Yeah, I'm so glad that when she came back, you know, so many, hey, hi, Andrea. I thank God none of you go, uh, uh, sorry, I, 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 I've seen you before, but I can't really remember who you are. What's your name? Huh? You've been away for how long? Some time, lah, huh? Okay. Then we have Jessica visiting us today. And Michael. Yeah, we've been, I think for, for about a year plus, you know, we haven't seen you. So you see, you, you, you get what I mean? We, no one should go unnoticed. Everyone have to play the, have to play the part, have to make the effort. So I, I want us to, you know, start to at least get to know people. Yeah. You know what's the saddest thing? 
People have been coming to church for past few months, right? And then Asher goes to them and says, Hey, are you new today? Oh, so sad, man. I thank God no one in this church came up to me and, Oh, you are visiting today? Are you guys okay? Okay, let's, let's look at what, you know, uh, what true fellowship, true Christian fellowship is all about, okay? Firstly, true Christian fellowship has to have Christ being the head. He is the reason why we are here in the first place. What binds and bonds us together is Christ. Amen? We are not here because of a common interest. We are, we are here because we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Saviour. 1 John chapter 1, verse 3 says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. So we have fellowship, first and foremost, because we personally have fellowship with God the Father and Jesus Christ. This is where we must understand that fellowship cannot be taken loosely. The term Christian fellowship, listen to me well, only includes believers. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. But what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Friends, the Bible here, again, it tells us that fellowship is not just mere friendship. But because we water down fellowship to friendship, that this, this verse doesn't really have, have that kind of impact in our lives anymore. But what true Christian fellowship is this? Firstly, first and foremost, we are born together because of Jesus Christ. Amen? I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about destination. Righteousness and unrighteousness doesn't have anything in common. You understand where I'm getting at? So what the Bible here tells us is not like Christianity becomes exclusive. But what the Bible here is telling us is this, that first and foremost as Christians, we must understand our allegiance is with Christ. Our allegiance with each other is because of Christ. Being the head. It's not like right now you go and cut every friendship with your non-Christian friends. No. Remember, fellowship is not friendship. It is. It is more than just mere friendship. Alright? Okay. Then, let's carry on. True Christian fellowship is sharing together the things of God. As we have read just now in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, the believers, they were generous to each other. They sold their possessions and gave to everyone who had need. 
to, for that to happen, there must be heartfelt affection toward each other. So that fellowship is not just like an acquaintance. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 tells us, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Are we clear? So, we must be sensitive to the needs of each other. Amen? 1 John chapter 3, verse 17, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Sees a brother or sister. Again. It's among believers. Sometimes we neglect our own brothers and sisters and we are more generous to those that are poor, in a sense. But not to each other. I'm not saying that we neglect the poor. We will, we will do as much as we can. But true Christian fellowship is that we share the things of God together. Amen? That's why in this church, we, you know, we always encourage people to give generously so that we'll be able to meet needs. Yeah? And, and we are not just you know, talking about the church just within these four walls. I think over the years, we have supported you know, different pastors that are from other churches and, and stuff like that and we have given to, to you know, other, other ministries and stuff like that. Yeah? And we thank God that we are able to do that. So I want us to, to really catch this because the church cannot just function loosely and, and think this whole thing about fellowship to, to, a, to, a, you know, to, to a lesser meaning. We need to bring you know, the meaning, the true meaning of fellowship back to the church. Amen? So next thing, true Christian fellowship is about serving each other. We are not to add consumers to the church. We are to be servers and ministers to one another. You know what's the common mistake that we always make? We often say this, you know, that, oh, you know, a new believer, let the person mature first, grow first, then only let the person serve. But if you look through the Bible, there's no such thing as a requirement. You get what I mean? So, this, this, you know, the servant heart, the, the servanthood spirit must be ingrained even from the very beginning. So we are not supposed to be consumers. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't be a consumer. We are to be servers and ministers to one another. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So what we have, we are to serve God and to serve people. The worship team does not come up here to lead worship because they like singing. 
They are not here because they, they like to play musical instrument. They don't function for themselves. They lead worship so that we can worship together. They serve God and they are serving people. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. There are no higher ranking leaders in Harvest Generation. All of us, including myself, are to be servers and ministers. We need to understand that, friends. This is not a company that has, or, or you know, a corporation that has a CEO and all these things. And you know, hey, we see a need, we meet it. We need, we see something that needs to be done. Let's get it done. Friends, it is better that everyone serves together than just a few that serves. So we always encourage people, come on, let's work together, let's serve together. It doesn't matter whether you, you are multi-talented or you are just, you know, single-talented. It doesn't matter. Everyone has a part to play. Remember, we don't function for our own self. We don't function to look good ourselves. We function so that others look better. Others can do better. I always hold on to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, verse 11. For he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. This is what I hold on dearly and I believe that this ought to be the way of life in every leadership. That's a problem when we begin to see leaders from the perspective of the world. The higher you grow in leadership, the lesser you should do the menial stuff. But Jesus is saying this, you want to be the greatest, you have to do the menial stuff. Does it make sense? Let me ask, ask you this. Does it make sense if you see me walking out and then I see some tissue paper, used tissue paper thrown on the floor, it's just right in front of me, just one feet away, and I turn to someone, okay, let's for instance, one of the staff, Charlene, who is like probably three meters away. Charlene, pick this up. Then I walk. But you see, in the eyes of the world, it's a hey, pastor, you know, leader. No, no, hands cannot touch this because it's supposed to touch the prey and you know for, for people. Nonsense. Friends, some things need to change. Must start with our minds that we need to. And understand that we are here to serve each other. Amen. We see a need, 
We do it. The greatest among you shall be your servant. I don't think this needs a special revelation to catch it. I don't think that there's a secret, you know, uh, message encoded in this verse. It is as blatant as it is. So friends, in church, in the kingdom of God, if you cannot serve, you cannot be great. It's as simple as that. Amen? Are we okay? True Christian fellowship is always praying for each other. Friends, prayer is not just about making requests to God. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. See the word here, we. We. We pray together. Not just certain group of people to pray, but we pray. Every one of us. Prayer needs our hearts and spirit together. The church that prays together stays together. I always believe that. So why I always encourage you guys to come join our prayer meeting. Come on, let's pray together. Why every ministry we say, come on, let's pray together. Every time when you meet, pray together, pray together. The strength of the fellowship that resulted from prayer is the strength of the church. Anything that is birthed forth from prayer is going to be strong. Good ideas, inspiration, all these things are secondary. Prayer. So the believers, they met every day. They prayed. They didn't just meet every day just to eat. One day you bring chakritel, next day Wenjun brings soup. All right. Following day, you know, uh, Audrey brings, you know, roast chicken. Another day, Ivan brings buffalo wings. I still remember that, man. One, another day, John Yen brings cauliflower fried rice. <laughs> it's not about food. Guys, it's not about food. We need to pray together. It's important. Amen? This is not being overly spiritual. This is what the church, the early church does. Friends, next thing is true fellowship will result in reaching out. That's why it's not about being exclusive. The stronger the fellowship, the more we will be looking out. Remember, the numbers grew. God added to them daily, those who were being saved. The numbers didn't grow because of programs. They grew because the fellowship was strong. They met together every day. They prayed. They held on to God's teachings, the apostles' doctrine. Amen? Breaking bread. Recognizing what Jesus had done for them. 
And God added to the church. Daily, sometimes we try so hard. Ui, let's do this program. Ui, let's do that program. You know, let's run it this way. Run, let's run it that way. I tell you what, when there's true fellowship, I tell you what, God will add to the church daily. Amen? And with that, yeah, we, we need to always see it from, from this perspective. Friends, we don't have, we are not supposed to have a strong fellowship so that the walls within this church are going to grow higher and higher. The walls should be lower, the borders should be expanded, wider. Amen? Okay, next, last one, alright? Are you guys okay? Are you guys happy? Yeah, that's, a quick question. that's a trick question actually. True Christian fellowship is loving each other, loving one another. Without love, we are just empty vessels. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to verse 3 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, wow, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and, give, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So when there's absence of love, there's no fellowship. There's no true fellowship. That's why it is important for us to understand this. If not, people will come and go, in, you know, come to this church and then leave this church just because they think, that, oh, you know, let's, let's find greener pressure somewhere. It doesn't happen. It's not supposed to be God's way of, of, of church. Remember, there was a time even Paul and Barnabas, man, they were the dynamic duo. Yeah, they were going around, they were, you know, missionaries and they have, you know, like, but they also came to a point where there's a disagreement. But yet the purpose of God still went on. Then when, when, when Peter, yeah, the apostle, when there were some, you know, believers, uh, some leaders that came from Jerusalem and, and Peter did not want to sit with the Gentiles, he sat with, 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 with the leaders and don't want to have anything to associate with the Gentiles. Paul confronted him. But yet the purpose of God went on. And, and you know what? The Bible did not tell, after that they cannot see eye to eye. In fact, Paul and Barnabas later on, yeah, they, they, they were all together in a sense. So because there is love for one another. So sometimes people, you know, oh, oh, my leader, my CG leader confronted me. I'm not happy. I leave church. Nonsense. You get what I mean? If we have no, no love, it's not, it brings to nothing. So that's why we need to love one another. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. How many of you seen God physically before? No, right? If we love one another, God abides in us and His love has been perfected in us. So God manifests Himself when we love one another, when there's true love for one another. Amen? 
the challenge that we face today is that we live in an, in an individualistic world. People want to value autonomy. They are so self-absorbed, self-reliant and selfish. They're just thinking about themselves. I come to church, what can I get out of it? I'm part of the CG, what can I get out of it? If I serve, what can I get out of it? But freedom in Christ is contrary to the values of the world. Freedom in Christ, it gives us, it sets us free to serve and to esteem others higher than ourselves. Friends, true fellowship, listen to me and with, you know, with this we're going to end. True Christian fellowship gives us the opportunity to live the kingdom life here on this earth. It can take place here on this earth when there's true Christian fellowship. So remember the few things that I said just now. Firstly, true Christian fellowship is having Christ as the head. Amen? Then true Christian fellowship is sharing together the things of God. True Christian fellowship is serving one another. True Christian fellowship is always praying for one another. True Christian fellowship will result in reaching out. True Christian fellowship is loving each other. So friends, if we want our church to be strong, Fellowship in these areas must be strengthened. We need each other. Amen. Remember this. If anything, you, you can't remember what I said today, but just remember one thing. Fellowship is not just mere friendship. It's not just going out, hanging out together. Something that bonds us and binds us together in the very purpose of God. Amen. So I want to encourage us. Every one of us have a part to play. Every one of us must be ready to participate. Don't be a consumer in church. We need to put this into perspective. I really believe that God is, is in, especially in this season of our time, of our lives, God is doing a purifying work in His church. And if we fail to see that, then we are actually wasting the whole opportunity that God has given to us even in this pandemic. Friends, I'm, I'm quite sick of the word new norm. Everybody say the new normal, the new normal. Because the new normal somehow has a ring of limitation of, about it. But it's not supposed to be like that when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to the things of God. 
this could be our finest hour. The finest purifying time of God's church before His return. The greatest purifying time even for us personally. So I want to encourage us. Even week after week, we are listening to, to the sermon that we will allow God to speak to our hearts. And not just be a listener, but also be a doer of God's Word. True Christian fellowship requires each of us, you and I, to put our hands to the plough and to sow into Christian fellowship. And remember, this Christian fellowship is not, you know, when you're in school, on Friday you attend a meeting. But what Christian fellowship, the Bible says, is that the coming together, that, that joining together, that, that, that becoming that body, that you function so that I can function. I function so that you can function. You function so that you can function. And everyone functions so that each other will function. We need that, friends. So I want to encourage you. Don't be a, a seat warmer. Don't be just an attend, you know, attendee. Hey, we serve whatever way we can. Amen? You know, we can. Definitely can. You know, even though you don't have a ministry, but can we just make the effort every Sunday yeah, to, to recognize each other? So I always encourage the younger ones, always greet, you know, people. Don't just see people and just walk past as if they are, they are, they are not there. You get what I mean? Just walk past, you know, like, you know, it's, Chris is here and Joel. Eh? It doesn't take much. Hey, Joel. How are you, man? Good to see you. Hey Chris, morning. Rachel, played well today. Felicia, oh, amazing. <laughs> Does it take a lot? But sometimes we are like, hey, come on. Just simple things like that can change the entire level of unity in church. Don't just stand there and waiting for people to talk to you because you think you are so important. I tell you, I come to church, I don't care whoever the first, every person I meet, hey, hi, morning. Me and my wife, we, we do that, we see anyone, hi, hi Deborah. Good to see you. Hi, Nick. Good to see you. Hi. It changes the atmosphere around. Sometimes we are so concerned about having God's presence that we neglect all these simple things that can actually help us to get closer to God. You get what I mean? What's the point coming in? Whoa, so engaged with God, but then after that, we don't know each other. 
It's like you're, you know, I say church is not a cinema, right? And when you go to cinema, cinema to watch a movie, even if you go to the cinema to watch a movie, was oh, such a great movie. After that, you turn around, no one to talk to you about. Oh, good movie. Yeah. Keep telling yourself, good movie. That's so sad, right? Church is not a cinema, friends. Can we make the effort? Yeah? Get to know someone. If you don't know that person, walks up to that person, hi, morning. Hey, introduce yourself. It's okay. I would rather church have more people asking you the same thing than no one asks you about anything. So you are visiting us today, those of you who are new, I want you to know this. You've probably been asked what's your name a few times, at least. What you're doing a few times. Please don't feel agitated. I would rather you, I would rather people approach you than no one knows who you are. You walk out and say, uh, you know, you, you been to Harvest Gen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know anyone there? Don't know. Why? Because I went in and I came out. No one even say hi to me. No one even asked me, what's my name? I would rather people say, y'all, I went to the church, right? Wow, they all right. I can feel a bit agitated. Huh? Because at least 10 people ask me, what's my name? Yeah, other people will be, wow, this church, serious, man. It can be very overwhelmed. I'd rather you be overwhelmed than underwhelmed. You get what I mean? But let's do it because we truly love one another. Amen? Church, we need each other, alright? Turn to your neighbour, tell your neighbour, I need you. Turn to your the other neighbour, tell the other neighbour, you need me. And then say to each other, we need each other. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's make church. Let's build church the right way, alright? Come on. Let's do it well together. Amen. Let's finish this race well together. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet? Amen. You know, in normal circumstances, I will ask you to join hands and, and pray, but we can't do that, alright, right now. So please don't, 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 don't hold each other's hands. I want everyone to know, all of us, we are part of this fellowship. And we are part of this fellowship, all of us have to function so that the body can function as a whole. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? So remember, I don't function well so that I look better. I function well so that others look better. Others can function better. That's what true Christian fellowship is all about. Amen. So church, it's time to build. Amen. It's not time to sit back and just wait for the pandemic to pass so that we can start building then. We start building now. Amen. The new norm is that we start building now. The new norm is not waiting. But the new norm is now. Hallelujah. Amen. So come, let's pray. Let's lift up our hands. Hallelujah, Shunodi Abarahani.
we thank you. Lord, we have you. And we have each other, oh God. Oh, we are on this journey together. Shuno redia baba rabahane dia masuno Kiria redia base beberia nararabahane Holy Spirit Oh bind our hearts together join us Lord knit us together oh God Oh as your body to function Oh ramase beberia no redia base beberia Hallelujah Bro church if there's no true fellowship within church, there can be no true fellowship in the body of Christ. So that's why if we're going to sow into true Christian fellowship in this church, we are going to sow into true Christian fellowship among the body of Christ. It has to start here. Amen? Because if we don't see it here, it's very hard to see it in the the totality of God's body. Amen? So that's why it's so important. We get this right, everything else is going to follow suit. Amen? God will going to show us, God is going to, you know, going to, going to, going to reveal more to us. So this morning, let's, why not let's pray. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, that we have you and we have each other. Lord, it's so important, oh God, for us to really catch the, the, Lord, the true meaning of what it means to be your body. You being the head and we being the body. So Lord, we pray, oh God, may we function for the betterment of each other. Not just for our own self, but for others, oh Father. So Lord, we pray, be with us. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that today this message will not just be merely just a listening time but we will be doers of your word. Help us, O oh God, to build true Christian fellowship in the church, true Christian fellowship among, Lord, the churches, O oh Father, among your body at large, O oh God. So, Lord, we pray, may we be found faithful to always sow into the unity of the kingdom of God. So, Lord, we pray, be with us. Every one of us have a part to play, whether it's, it's multi-talented or single talent. Lord, we thank you Everyone is important. Everyone has a role. Everyone, Lord, has a function, oh God. So Lord, we thank you. We commit our lives before you. Continue to knit our hearts together. Lord, let every joint, Lord, work together to supply to the whole entire body. So Lord, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.